Well, welcome back to the Supercoach Professionals. This is the review show for round one. Ryan MS is with me. How are you, mate? Good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, a bit scrappy this week, wasn't it? Really, I mean, what, what do you expect? Hot weather, round one. You know, I guess it was what we what we should have expected. Yeah, it was pretty low, pretty low uh, skill wise. But yeah, obviously, yeah, a lot of other factors play into it. Tell you what, the first game, one team that came out all guns blazing, of course, were the were the um, defending premiers, South Sydney. Let's look at their super coach numbers. Adam Reynolds led the way with eighty three. Um, a lot of points scored in goals and uh, 32 goals there. He also had 18 tackles, so they ran at him a fair bit, but he seemed to not shirk the task. 10 points worth of um, tackle busts as well. He even had a forced dropout in there and and eight hit-ups over eight metres. So some big points there at him runs. We talked about at the start of the year, continued on with that. John Sutton with 67. Um, I, I thought you know, he had the try, that probably helped, but that, that's probably close to his ceiling there, the 67, 20 um, tackles. Um, yeah. And you're also looking at, at 10 points worth of, of line breaks. Um, a good player for Supercoach, of course, Dylan Walker, 53. You know, that's not a bad average for, for a centre and winger. Um, you're hoping he goes a bit higher than that from week to week, but that's not bad. A surprise was Joel Reddy with 57 points. Um, thought he had a pretty good game. Not sure if, if he's going to be able to pump that up week to week, but he had those 12 hit-ups of over 8 metres. That helped with his try. Um, other players of note, Greg Inglis, a big 72 points. You know, he's a star for a reason. I think he's pretty much got to be in your lineup, regardless of whether he's going to play it well. We know he's going to play Origin there. Try, try, assist, uh, 20 points worth of life line breaks. Isaac Luke's one we've talked about already on the um, roundtable show and on the website www.supercoachpros.com 70 points 22 tackles, 16 points in uh, line break assists, 8 hit-ups of over 8 metres, 1 try assist so good numbers there. I thought George Burgess a little on the low side, just 45 for him Um, and also a guy that I guess came over but not really Supercoach relevant, Glenn Stewart, just the 22 and finally the cheapy Chris Greaves, more 20 if he's on your bench at 113,000, that's probably not a bad thing. And Alex Johnston, he played well, but only 42 points, so not a big number for him. And finally, Luke Keary, 51 points, quite solid for the for the, for the price there. Um, Ty, uh, Ryan, MS. Anyone um, stand out for you? Um, well, look, I was uh, looking at it and just thought their whole, you know, the one six seven nine spine thing that everyone mm-hmm. goes on about. Um, well, it's true here. They had a good game, and South scored a lot of points, and all those four guys were in the top um, five point scorers for South. So it might be yeah. a trend during the season. It might be an anomaly uh, right at the start, but it'll be something to possibly look at, um, especially if you're one of those people who likes combinations in your team um, for the for this. You know, if you like South and you want their, both their halves. The, pr- the prices are quite good, aren't yeah. they? I mean, it you're going to op- sacrifice on a bye week, but... Besides that, you'd, you know your price is way up for one six seven nine. The amount of money you want to spend on that in Supercoach and the amount of money Reynolds, Keary, Inglis, and Luke cost, they add up. Yeah, exactly right. Um, it's just one of those things where you just got to uh, toss it, toss it up. Um, I thought John Sutton was pretty pretty good actually. The sixty seven, as you said before, is probably his, um, one of his hard limits. Um, and, yeah, I think he's a decent option uh, where it is. He had a good game. We'll see if it continues. He looks like he's um, possibly got one of those, uh, something to prove. It will be interesting, like you say, if he can if he can keep it going at that level. The Broncos, on the other hand, we just did not quite get off south. Broncos points will go through them right now, but so low. 
you'd have to say, just like last year, South Sydney, if you're up against them, then you, you know, limit your expectations if you've got players playing against South. So they just squeeze the life out of um, point scoring. Matt Gillette was the one exception. 86 points, scored a try, 25 tackles, 14 points in tackle bust, 10 points in line breaks, 16 points in hit-ups over 8 metres. Big game by him. He worth the price tag, basically, the 417000 Besides that, not much of note. McCulloch reached 51 thanks to 50 tackles. Um, he is a workhorse, probably a little overpriced at 370, but he's got a high, a high floor. Sam Tide got 38 and Alex Glenn 39, but they're not really numbers that you're looking for from players like that. He's without the outside, upside. And those that you might think might have upside, well, they were dreadful. Dale Copley, 13. Anthony Milford, 9. Um, Jordan Kahu, 10. Even Ben Hunt was disappointing with only 19. So there's a long way to go for the Broncos. Not not much a note there. No, that's right. And I think also the Kahu Hodges um, swapping between centre and fullback um, hurt them both. Um, that suit coach wise. Yeah, they weren't the only team to to do that. We'll get into that as we get through the games. But um, I don't know if it works swapping fullbacks. Um, I guess what the jury's out. We'll keep an eye on it. Let's move on to the Parramatta Manly game. Another game full of expectation, but really deflated quite quickly. And looking at Manly first, well, they were the team that you know I guess had a lot of, of points to try to prove with all the off-field drama, but they weren't able to do it. They didn't really come out and play that well. A few little things went against them, and then they just dropped their head and they were gone. Um, unfortunately. One of the guys we really like coming into the year, Clint Gutherson's done an injury. He's out for the season, just the four points if you had him. Uh, pretty disappointing. Brett Stewart, not a bad floor there, 52. He got the try, had 10 points worth of line bus, eight hit-ups over eight metres. Um, you're really scratching through to find much here. Um, Kieran Fawn's got uh, an injury. He's going to be out two to four weeks. He put up 50 points. Daly Cherry Evans has announced to sign with the Titans. He put up 55. Again, not a bad average, sort of lower lower end average score. But when we're looking at those guys with the upside, unfortunately, this year, Manly, there's not there's not a lot of options there. Maybe Jesse Senni-Lafeo quite good with 42 points. Yeah, that's right. Um, look, it's one of those things where a team gets thoroughly uh, beaten and it doesn't look great. Um, I thought, once again, the halves in a beaten team for Manly um, were pretty decent. They both racked up 50, which when you get um, beaten 42 to 12 is not too shabby. Um, but, yeah, as you said before, there's not a hell of a lot there um, to have a look at. Um, maybe Mateo's going to get better. I thought he looked a little bit uh, uh, beef, beefed up on um, Friday night, so maybe he's going to condition up a little bit more and get a little bit... Uh, better with the ball playing um but yeah there's not a hell of a lot to look at i, I think i need to have a look at uh, a few more manly games this year before deciding on anything yeah and on the flip side paramount is sensational i'm pretty much if you had anyone you did pretty well uh except for poor old tepai moroa one of my favorites heading into the year he suffered uh, an injury we're gonna have to monitor that further but looking at most of the other players chris sando one of our favorites we talked about last week on the round tape show uh ryan i know that you weren't able to be there but you may have heard on the podcast and he delivered 115 points 34 points there with the two tries 24 points there with two try assists 20 
21 points there of tackles, so they ran at him. He was able to tackle 16 points worth of line assists. Big game for him. Semi-Red Raja, even better, 127 points. That's that upside that a guy like Red Raja can deliver. Um, he, can, he does have a low floor as well, don't forget. But three tries there, 40 points worth of line. Bus 16 points, head-ups over eight, plus another five, just normal head-ups. So big game for Red Raja. But they weren't the only ones. Reese Robinson, 81 points. He's kicking goals, um, so that's going to help um, if you're... If you've if you've got him in your your lineup for goal kicking as well, um, there's a, there's a lot to like about Reese Robinson this year. Looks like he's back to his form of two years ago. And a guy we really liked coming into the year is Brad Takarangi, and he didn't disappoint at two seventy two thousand sixty one points. So that's a guy to keep an eye on as well. Anthony Watmo played well, but um, not really relevant for Supercoach thirty seven points. And Manu Mao another good performer, but only the thirty six points there. Supercoach perspective, Ryan. Yeah, I, I thought um, Mao would be a really good um, buy, but yeah, he hasn't didn't quite get the points wise. It's tough when you have a game that's dominated by um, two players like Sando and Radradra. Yeah, um, it's hard for anyone else to get a real look in. But there's a few like uh, William Hopwadi at the back um, chiming in the sixty, which is a pretty good effort for him. Um, um, the two things that I hurt that I thought hurt Parramatta um, was the sharing of the nine role. Um, with Pete's and De Goyce, uh both. I was, su- I was surprised to see that. I thought we'd see more time of Pete's, and then he moved in the back row. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely. Like they both didn't poll over thirty either of them. So I'm not sure if they're a really good option, and um, no. uh, perhaps just to wait and see how um, Parramatta's Parramatta's uh, play, play um, plays pan out over the next few weeks. Yeah, we're going to need to see one of them take control of that before you can play either of them, I think. Um, let's move on to the game on the Saturday. It was the Knights v. the Warriors. Perhaps a little bit surprised in the result. The Knights, the home team, go with them first. Dan Gagai, you know, we had wraps on him in at 330,000. He, he didn't disappoint. 103 points, a couple of tries, 15 points in, the, um, in tackles, 20 points in line. Breaks at 18 in hit-ups over 8, plus another 5 hit-ups, just regular. Joseph Lelia, the other sender, he looks good as well. 78 points for him. Mainly got him in the hit-ups, 22 hit-ups over 8, so, or 22 points worth of hit-ups over 8 there. Line bus 10 points, tackle bus 12 points, had a try assist. Uh, Robbie Rockow, Rock, he just keeps delivering. Last year he had a bit of a concussion, ongoing concussion symptoms. Didn't seem to play quite that level he did at 2013, but he looks back. Ready to go. 86 points for him. 17 points with a, with a try. Helped raise his numbers, but, you know, strong in tackles, 22. But those 20 hit-ups of... of um, or 10 hit-ups over 8, equaling 20 points, helping his numbers too. Um, Akiyuade, you know, not a bad game for him. 64. He can even go higher than that. It's, he is a bit hit and miss, however. And um, the cheapy Tyler Randall got some game time when Tyron Roberts went off. So 52 points. He's one to keep an eye on. Um, Siona Matayutia did end up playing, or Matayuta, I should say, and he ended up with um, 27 points. So even though he got the start, not a big game for him. And um, probably the only other person worth of note in that night's team, Ryan. Um, yeah, exactly. Right. Look, um mentioned Tyler Randall in um, one of the articles we had on the website um, saying that he was a good, cheap option, that he'd get uh, a lot of minutes. Yeah. Um, and due to his versatility, both playing hooker and fight and uh, in the halves. And he did that. going for goal. Exactly right. And he kicked a beauty at the start of the game mm. as well. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I mean, you mentioned everyone who did well. Uh, Kate Snowden, uh, probably a bit too expensive for the 54 that he... Um, He's got a very high floor, doesn't he, Kate Snowden? Yeah. He's one of those players that if you've got some risk-reward options in your front row, you might want to temper it with a Kate Snowden because he, yeah. he always delivers. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's never astronomical, but it's always no. pretty consistent. Yeah, he's not going to get 100, but, but you know, those 50 points, they can be critical when you've got guys like Jordan Coe in your team. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Uh, the Warriors, well, a bit of a disappointing result for them and a bit of a disappointment supercoach-wise. But again, those floors are still pretty good when you look at guys like Tumalawa Lalehi, 52 points. That's a great um, score, really, when you consider he's only 133,000. Sean Johnson, you'd be disappointed as a Sean Johnson owner, only 49. But again, that could be his floor. Um, Bodine Thompson and Chad Townsend put, both put up 61. And Ryan Hoffman, I know Ryan, you were a big fan, I think Pete as well, and he put up 83. So he's certainly delivering. And at only 307,000, he could be straight on your watch list there. Get him in because that price rise, if he keeps that going, could be up a lot higher. Simon Mannering, very consistent. And again, 60 points. And a guy that was... Um, Good last year, but kind of drifted off a bit, had a bit of an injury. Ben Madalino back, 56. But I really like um, Bodine Thompson. I, I, last year he finished strong, and, and he came in again, 33 tackles, um, 10 points line bust, 10 points hit-ups over 8, plus another 9. Good good consistent work at 61, a good number. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do like him as well, and he does do a lot of work. Um, when you're listening to the broadcast or watching it, you can hear him. His name's mentioned. Um, at least one time in the set of six, uh, in attack at least a couple of times in the in defence as well. So he makes his tackles, does his runs, and does his work. Um, the guy who I think is a definite watch list candidate is uh, Carter. Yeah. Who uh, he only got thirty two this week, but he's got that likeliness about him, and yeah, yeah he's definitely one to watch because he could well um, start getting over the line once he gets a bit more game time, a bit more experience. Yeah, I totally agree. 32 points, not a bad number for a cheapie that's on your bench. That will Points scores like that or higher will give him a price rise, no doubt. So if you've got him, certainly don't let go of him. Uh, the Tigers-Titans game, it was um, probably the most exciting game of the round, but hardly the uh, the best game, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tigers, <laughs> our team, hard-in-mouth stuff got away with it. I guess any away wins a good one. And uh, Paddy Richards, well, he might have finished last year on a downer. He was carrying a couple of injuries that probably didn't help. But two tries, uh, you know, kick goals from everywhere, kick the field goal to win the game, um, 14 points in tackle bust, 20 points in line breaks, 18 points worth in hit-ups over 8 metres, 104 points at only 287,000, and that's money for that's points for jam, I guess, or money for jam. Um, he does have that low floor, but Geez, if that if that's a game they only win by one, the Tigers, the Tigers could put on more points than 19 as the season goes on. Robbie Farrer missed a consistent 85 points. He had 40 tackles at, you know, that very high floor that Farrer, you know, that's why his price is what it is. But, geez, he wouldn't knock anyone picking him in the team. James Tedesco, another high price, but 70 points he did deliver if you took a chance on him. And Aaron Woods, 67 points, only at 389,000. So very valuable there, I think, Aaron Woods, some strong numbers. Luke Brooks, maybe after last year, not getting the same sort of buzz supercoach-wise, but 51 points, two try assists, helping those numbers, and 16 points worth of line break assists. Um, that That's going to help up. He also looks a bit stronger in defence, made 10 tackles. Um, and, and a cheapy Kyle Lovett ended up getting in, getting game time, Ryan, 59 points. He you know, looked, looked pretty good. Yeah, he was pretty good, actually. Um, he did very, very well in 59 points, Jeez, you'll 
you'd be um, cheering if you have him in your team because he's going to get a price rise from that. Mm. Um, the disappointment, of course, uh, Mitchell Moses with only nine points. Yeah. Um, look, I think that's going to be the case with him all year for the Tigers. Um, he's got he's, errors in his game still. He's yeah, so young. He had he's young. Tackles. Um, yeah, he's going to miss tackles. Penalty. You know, and he's going to get he's going to get peppered as he did all night um, against the Titans. He's going to, he's going to face that each week. Yep. Um, he was probably going to miss a couple of games as well due to a high tackle. Yeah, I, I oh. agree. And hopefully you don't have him in your lineup. If you do, you might need to look elsewhere. Definitely. Um, should mention Kevin Naguama. He's one of our favourites leading in. Great game. Only scored twenty two super coach wise. So you know low floor there, like any centre and winger. And Marty Tapao, we wanted to watch to see those minutes. We did get him. 33 tackles, 14 hit-ups over 8, um, 52 total, 278,000. Looks like if he's going to get that extra game time this year, he will be a good money earner for you. Um, if you have room, maybe you're going to draft him in. Maybe you want to wait one more week, but it could get a price yeah, rise. you might, might need to wait because he's on report as well. I'm 50-50 on whether he'll miss anything um, due to the way the tackle will just happen. And, um, but, yeah, one of those things where you've got to watch him. Yeah, well, if he doesn't play... His price can't rise till three three games actually on the field, so maybe that that helps you. You know, it gives you another week to decide. Yep. Um, Gold Coast. Well, James Roberts. He was the best player on field pretty much for the game, and he was best player super coach for the Titans by far. Eighty seven points, two tries, sixteen points uh, worth in tackles. He had eight points worth tackle busts. Um, another eight for the offload. Ten for line line busts. Ten for hit ups over eight. So big game for James Roberts. Uh, Ryan James, 59, Nate Miles, 57, some good numbers there, and uh, Luke Douglas, 55. I know Ryan James, one of your favourites, Ryan, and, and I mean, he didn't disappoint. He got that try. He had a couple of errors in his game, and he, and he lost eight for a sin bin. That's not going to happen every week, but still 59. No, no exactly right. He did lose eight, um, and to be honest, like it, due to the style of the game, um, at the end it got quite tight, so really, they, like they said... Um, I, I think they set their season parameters for if it's close to the line um, and Ryan's on the field, um, he's going to hit the edge and he's going to go for the smallest player on the field, which he did, and it worked for them once. Um, he got stopped a few times by just some good defence. Yeah, just on the line. I mean, he could get two tries. You know, this exactly right. Um, you know, another try and then uh, he scores skyrockets. So I think he's definitely worth um, keeping if you've already got him or definitely. having a look at him otherwise. Um, 192,059, he's already making your money. So I think he's a must, pretty yeah, much a must exactly bring right. in before. Um, the other issue was uh, Zilman and um, Josh Hoffman swapping yeah, the way through the game. Just like the Brisbane one, and it didn't so work. Didn't help. Um, Zilman's put up 38, which is okay. Um, he had a few decent runs, but Hoffman only put up 28. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sh- a big fan of that. And, yeah, you'd have to think heavily about. Um, waiting until they sort that out, whether to put both of those players in or one of them. Gold Coast skill position-wise, pretty, you know, backline-wise look like, you know, pretty much stay away. They just don't quite know what they're doing, with the exception, of course, of James Roberts, but the off-field stuff, as you worried even about him, but he did put up a good a good numbers there. And another cheapie that I think, if you hopefully you've snuck him on your bench, Lachlan Burr, um, 122,000, scored 37 points, and he looked pretty good doing it too. He got yeah. a decent game time. Looks like he's going to be a good... Um Good little earner for you if um, hang on to him and then um, cash in when the time's right. 
Roosters and the Cowboys. Not a lot of people would have seen this coming, although North Queensland notoriously slow, slow starters. I don't know about you, Ryan, but I I stay away from the Cowboys in week one ever since the Gold Coast beat them a couple of years ago, 18 nil up there. I thought, well, it doesn't matter. You know, they play at home and it doesn't seem to help them round one. Um, and the Roosters gave them a clinic. And I tell you what, the Roosters look like they're back to 2013 form defensively, which means if you're coming, if you've got players coming against the Roosters, you're going to have to seriously consider them leaving them on your bench unless they are out and out super coach studs. And let's just look at some of those numbers. We liked the Roosters' halves coming into the year. James Maloney, 68. Mitchell Pearce, 58. Didn't disappoint. Roger Tavasa-Shek, probably surprised a little, 72, because he didn't quite get the numbers we expected last year. But on point round one um, this this year, one of your favourites, Ryan Jarrah Hargraves, 54 points, 34 tackles. Very important with Rhea Hargraves, does he get the game time? He was getting it. The Roosters, very interesting how Trent Robinson does it. He replaces all his forwards that he's going to replace at the same time, just not long before half time, and then he brings them all back pretty early in the second half, considering. So he doesn't do the rotation quite the same way, and it means that these guys like Rhea Hargraves. They get good game time enough to have him in your lineup. Um, Boyd Cordner, he's so dangerous. Two tries, 79 points. He has a very high ceiling, 79. He can even go higher than that. He also, yeah, his floor isn't too bad, but 79 is probably a little above average for him. And Aiden Guerra, 69. He's probably the one, I think, with 39 tackles compared to Coyden's 22. I think if you're going to go one under the two, Guerre's cheaper, but I think his upside's higher and his, and his average is higher too. His floor's a lot higher. Yeah, I um, agree with that. Finally, just a couple of cheap, cheaper options that we looked at or sleeper options before the season began who play for the Roosters. Um, Sam, uh, not Sam, uh, but Dylan Napper, sorry, 34 points. He got the most game time of all the bench except for Mitch Orbison, um, but probably not the numbers you wanted, even though he's not too expensive. And also Kane Evans, 34 points. A good result for Evans, but he also had made a big um, bust, line bust that was probably a bit of a fluke. It was off a drop ball. Probably help, helped him out there. But still 34, it's good numbers, 133,000. And finally, Blake Ferguson, really good game. Um, the Bruce's fans will be happy, but only 32 points, super coach wise. Yeah, that's right. And I guess uh, the Cowboys, well, <laughs> disappointing for them. Um, Ethan Lowe, who had a good year last year, put up some big numbers. So that's why his price is quite high, even though he didn't have a lot of game time. Well, 81 points. So he really. Yeah, huge. He, he got involved quite regularly. He's very dangerous. He's one of those rangy back rowers. He's got a bit of ball skill about him. He even kicks goals. So when Thurston um, is on origin duty or if he happens to get injured or, or suspended or whatever, uh, Lowe's their backup goal kicker. Um, there's a lot to like about him. He isn't the cheapest, but, geez, 81, that, that's a great result in a losing outfit. I mean, they lost, you know, only scored one try. Uh, Justin O'Neill put up numbers, but he was disappointing. He made a lot of mistakes, and I don't even know if he's going to be in the team next week. That leads you to believe that maybe Kyle Felt's going to get a chance, or Tai Moga. Need to keep an eye on that. Jonathan Thurston, well, you'd, you'd, you'd be crying, wouldn't you? 521,000 and 17 points. What's that cost <laughs> per point, you know? Yeah, uh, that, that is not good. <laughs> Matthew Scott, he got a lot of game time. Might not usually play that many minutes, um, but 47 points. It's it, you know it's a good floor for him, um, but about 411,000. It's tough. And Tomalolo, disappointing. 47 points, not a bad floor. His price is still 
quite good. So, but you're probably looking for even more from him. And finally, Gavin Cooper, a guy we like, uh, 45 points. So, you know, again, good floor, 327,000. Um, and the hooking spot, I thought Ryan was interesting because Jason didn't get a lot of minutes. Granville played m- more of the game, but um, he too, uh, you know, only 27 points, cost Jason 31. So again, uh, you know, it's probably a wait and see like a couple of other teams for that hooking role. Yeah, exactly right. I'm, in fact, I'm almost prepared to say at the moment, if you, for both of your hookers, if you're going to play them both, make sure that they're both 80-minute players, to be honest. I mean, um, guys like Farah, yeah, he had a little bit of time off on the Saturday night game. Um, but, you know, nothing astronomical. Yeah, you need and to be up on there for at least 70, don't you? Yeah, because they, that's how they, they do it through consistency. Um, and through consistency... Tackles. Equals minutes on the ground. half runs. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Things. Um, the only exception ever has been James Seguiaro, and, and he's getting... You know, four minutes these days. But let's move on to that game, the Panthers and the Dogs. And Seguiara, 104 points. Now, if you listen to the show or the roundtable show, Moldog Molinaroli told you on uh, Thursday, get Seguiara in your lineup. <laughs> so hopefully you did that, 104 points. Um, there, we also tweeted out, you've got to um, be on our Twitter feed if you're not following us at Supercoach Pro, Supercoach P R O S. Because we tweet all this stuff out, don't we, before the game? We say there's no, no, if there's no hooker on the bench, you know, then then it's time to, to look at your hooker. And, and I think we'll get to Canterbury in a moment, but um, we sort of mention it specifically about them. But the Panthers, no hooker for Seguiara, and he puts up those big numbers. Dallin Watini Zelezniak, two ninety one thousand. We thought maybe a little overpriced. Well, seventy four points, two tries. He looks so dangerous running that ball. He's big, fast, strong, all the attributes you want to see. He's not out of place in your super coach lineup, that's for sure. I think he's only going to go up and up. George Jennings, cheapy of the week, 67 points, didn't let you down. Um, 28 points in hit-ups over 8 metres, so a lot of time coming in off the wing, um, taking balls back from kicks. They're going to target him because he's a young guy. They're kicking to him a lot. And, you know, he's just racking up those super coach numbers. I mean, he's, he's, he's by the week without doubt, Ryan. Yeah, definitely. Um, just, yeah, just put the numbers up. It was great. Um, he's cheap. He's, yeah, and he, and he looks like a great player and he looks like a guy who's, who, who can put stuff together consistently. Um, yeah. when, you compare, when you compare him to the other centre, um, Ware. Yeah. Ware, who's, um, yeah, he only scored 30 and he's, yeah, and his cost is, a great deal more. The, the big question with Jennings is, you know, can he get on the field when um, guys like Mansour and David Simmons come back? But, I mean, you know, he's just got to play three games. His price, if he scores in those 60s, 50s and 60s, that's, that's right. a big um, Plays price three games and, he, and, he, and, he's, and then he's left out and you can cash in. It's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a... It's, that's the part of, part of the game that um, you've got to master. You've got to get that break-even kind of stuff happening. That's right. And there's other players that played well, I thought, for Penrith, like Bryce Cartwright um, and Matthew Moreland, but they didn't get the numbers. So Cartwright, 38, Moreland, 26. So really keep an eye out for that. One guy that did, but was Jamie Sow at 63 points. He plays two positions at only 343,000. You could do worse. He just looks like he's in the form of his life. He's playing great rugby league. He's got so much confidence at the moment, and, and it's showing in his super coach numbers. And, and Jeremy Lattimore, Ryan, a guy who, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a journeyman, 60 points. He's found a home out at Penrith, and he's playing so well. 18 points worth of hit-ups over eight and 28 tackles. I mean, that, it's a high floor. 
Yeah, it's high floor. Um, but to be honest, um, Lattimore is he's always pretty consistent as well. So you'd imagine that, especially given the look of the Panthers' pack this year yeah. and and how they used that, he's going to be, be a guy that you'd that you'd want and and a, and a guy that's probably going to be. Um, relatively consistent throughout the year. We talked about the spine earlier, and we talked about Souths um, going with the spine. Well, Panthers, you'd go the other way. You'd go, let's go for workhorses. Let's go for your larger tailors, even who's got a bit of ball play as well. Forty-nine points for him, but forty-five tackles. But yep, that, that's great. That's a flaw. You know, what's he going to get when he pops a pass or you know gets over the line himself? So, right. you know, at, at two ninety-six thousand, great value. And and you're just looking which, which of those Panthers players are going to get the minutes because they're going to be in every game. That's the way they play. They they don't they don't give anyone an easy game, and um, which means good good numbers for those workhorses. Final game that we're going to talk about, of course, there is still the Monday night game on this evening, but. Um, We'll just have to mention that in the roundtable show that we do on Thursdays. Um, the Saturday night, the Sunday night game, I should say, the Sharks-Raiders. This was uh, an interesting one. It was played with a lot of fire. These two teams don't like each other very much, but um, not, not an entire lot of skill. The Raiders got up, but probably the Sharks look a bit stronger as far as if you're looking forward to the year. We'll start with the Sharks' points. Um, Chris Hyington, he's, he's like a fine white. I mean... Gets better with age, 75 points, put up a great try assist, 23 tackles, he ran hard, 16 points worth of offloads, 12 points worth of hit-ups over eight. You know, he looked he looked the part again coming off the bench. Um, he isn't the cheapest at 345, but, you know, as long as he keeps doing it, well, you've got to be happy. So, Sia Fecky, we love this guy here. We loved him last year. We love him again this year. He just plays with a lot of passion. He lost eight points for a, a silly sin-binning throwing throwing a punch back um, should have just uh, copped it and took the penalty but still 65 so that's not a bad result when you've been sin binned um, 26 points worth of hit ups over 8 and plus a try so he's a good try finisher too um, Ben Barber was very disappointing early came good in the second half um, and 31 points but he's still a stay away for us and, and the big forwards that we like Fafita 58 and Gallon 69 not really getting the numbers we need with that um not with that price, price tag. Yeah. So we're looking maybe, you know, waiting. They might come down a bit at this point. Anthony Tupu got a lot of game time. Did score a try to get to his 55. That might be a bit high. That might be near his ceiling. Um, but we'll have to sort of at least keep him on the watch list. And like um, Fecky, we like Ricky Lutelli mm-hmm. as well, and he put up 58. So a bit disappointing. We didn't get to see the youngsters, Valentine Holmes or Jack Bird. They might still get a chance next week or the week after. I thought Mitch Brown looked slow and out of place, to be honest. There was a chance for him scoring in the corner. He just went nowhere. Jack Whiten made a great tackle and saved the, the try. And uh, mm-hmm. maybe we're going to see Bird or Holmes get that spot off Brown, but it's all watch list really for the for the Sharks at the moment, with the exception of, of Fecky or Hyington. Definitely. Uh, definitely agree um, with everything you said, basically. <laughs> um, uh, Ricky Latelli um, with 58, he was probably, yeah, probably another watch list guy, to be honest. I mean, you just don't know. I can't get a read on the Sharks at the moment. Letelli's got a lot of skill, and I think they've got to put their faith in these younger guys. I think they've got to get Holmes and Bird in there and kind of say, well, you know, we've got to start again. And, and um, they've got a lot of talent. They got a bit of experience up last year because they, they had to. And I see better things out of the Sharks and the Raiders, even though Canberra won this game. But to move to Canberra's side, they 
they did play with a lot more structure than we saw last year. Ricky Stewart obviously finally getting the way he wants to play in place. Some nice moves around around the ruck, you know, the half, the five eight, the fullback getting involved. Um, that's the type of thing that Ricky Stewart's going to bring. You know, and we expected it last year. We didn't really see it. It was a down year for Canberra, but but Jack White and he's he's the X factor for them. Eighty eight points. He's only two ninety four thousand. So if if George Jennings is your buyer of the week for the cheapie, well Jack White might be your buyer of the week. Get that little bit higher price. Eighty eight good numbers, and he looks like he'll do it again. And he had the sin binning. So That's he right. He lost, been he lost points as well. So, um, but yeah. geez, he looked. He looked good. I mean, the try from the tap was embarrassing for the Sharks, but um, White showed it just how fast he was and that he's oh, he's going to be a real threat. It's a game breaker. I mean, he just you know, and this is what we've said about him for years. And Supercoach been excited about him, but finally he's putting it all together. Yeah, no, exactly right. Um, fantastic game from him. Um, the other guy who I thought um, I mentioned in um, one of the articles uh, for the year was uh, C.S. Oliola. Um, yeah. Old stager, but um, yeah, sixty-two points. Um, two positions. A lot that's right. Played two positions. Um, he really, um, I think he brings that kind of. Um, I don't know. I, I guess the word I'm looking for is uh, a hard edge to the Raiders. Yeah. Um, and at one hundred and ninety nine hundred, he's like. Yeah, he's going to sit there and he's going to make a cash. Well, hopefully people listen to you and they, they've got him somewhere on your bed so you don't need to wait, you know, spend another trade on him. But uh, if not, geez, you, 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 you'd you have to bring him in pretty much. Um, Cecil Waga, I thought we were talking about at the start of the year, you know, maybe he's not going to put up the numbers that he did at the Storm, but he did really well. He just makes stuff out of nothing. If, if, if the ball's not going to come to him, he'll go get it. And he scored no, a exactly try right. on his own. <laughs> exactly right. He did, and he won the game for the Raiders, really, yeah. in the end. And so 67, um, that's that's a nice number for 298,000. Look, exactly right. Um, look, the guy who I thought um, was disappointing um, for his price tag was uh, Blake Austin. Um, yeah, only 10 I, I, points. 10 points is... Yeah, it's just not good for 300, 300k. Um, if you've got him, I say you probably want to get rid of him now um, because I think that the way the Raiders are playing, it's not necessarily going to be all fed from the halves. It's going to be one of those yep. uh, get it out to the edges and uh, we'll work from there kind they of got their, their back growers playing out wide. A guy like Jared Kennedy who's more of a back grower was playing out wide for a while. Um, Jordan Rapana, I thought he looked really good, 58 points. Um, but, yeah, even Cornish only 20. So, you know, those guys, yes, he's cheap. Yes, he's got a lot of um, upside. But maybe Cornish, as I think we suggested on the website, still a year away. So, you know, with the Raiders players, I think you're looking at those edge players. I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head. Um, well, that, that about does it. This is the um, Supercoach Professionals uh, review show. Round one's in the books, uh, Ryan. Thank you very much for that. No problem at all. And um, catch us on Thursday. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros. And the website's www.supercoachpros.com. That's supercoachpros.com. And we've got all the Supercoach needs on this uh, website including this very podcast and, of course, the roundtable show from Thursday night. Thanks, Ryan, again. We'll talk to you on Thursday. See you.